Hey, what's going on? Greetings and good day, and welcome back to Birds All Day. My name is Drew Fairservice, and we are getting ever so close. Uh, it's hard to believe that we're getting ever so close to baseball. I am that sickening feeling of like excited and like guilty about being excited, which is no way to live. Um, if only there was a magical solution that would make it work. But there's not. So we're barreling ahead with Reckless Abandon, which one of my favorite life modes is Reckless Abandon. Um, there's no one who is less reckless and has more abandon, I don't know, than the man who joins me. And he joins me, as always. Uh, old Reliable. Old Reckless Abandon, Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you? I'm, I'm well. I'm trying to, to decipher whether that's a, a, an insult or a, or a compliment. The, it's not... It, I, I, mean, I kind of like it. I kind of, you know, not reckless, but I, I mean, abandoned. Yeah, I'll, I'll abandon shit all the time. You, you are a measured fellow when you're writing. <laughs> well, you, you're some of the, much, maybe some of the bluster has kind of uh, uh, left your your writing voice. You still have Thankfully. a point of view. Thankfully. You still take it, but it's. I think you're more measured and more thoughtful, and we're all better for it. Okay. Um, uh, I'm also. So, uh, <laughs> I'm also trying to. I, I just got what TTK is, so. Uh, is that so, time to kill? So, so, so shouts to <laughs> shouts to the, the conversation we had uh, off the air. So the conversation we had off the air was about, was about the many and sundry uh, uh, battle royale and uh, kill fest video games that I partake in in my private life. Uh, it might be the only thing I partake in my private life, to be quite honest. And uh, it's also something as a passion, a passion point of our guest, our old friend, the cooler. No, not the cooler, the cool down. Cool down, yeah. The cool down. The cool down match himself, Mr. Andrew Zuber. Zuber, how are you? It's a pleasure to be here. Who did you have on last week? I, I missed it. Who am I following this time? Caitlin. We had Caitlin last week because okay. it was Canada Day, so we were like rushing it out the door. Okay. Okay. Um, but it was still a good, a good episode. We're always uh, glad to have Caitlin on, just like we're always glad to have you, Mr. Andrew Zuber, the Zoobs, on. Uh, Caitlin was a great guest, as she always is. She's really informative and been writing about the roster and writing about the you know COVID implications. If you haven't heard that show, if this is your first time listening to Birds All Day, thank you and welcome. Uh, don't know what took you so long, but I cannot recommend highly enough that you subscribe to the show. On your podcast listening platform of choice, if it's Apple Podcasts, if it's Spotify, if it's Stitcher, if it's Overcast, wherever, sign up. It's free. Anybody. You like what you hear? You want to talk about the Blue Jays? They're going to start playing baseball again. You want to hear some loudmouth clowns talk about it? This is the place to do that. You don't need to be a subscriber to The Athletic, but I really think you should do that. So you can go to theathletic.com slash birds all day and subscribe to The Athletic. I believe you can get 40% off an annual subscription. That's a sweet deal. So head over there, subscribe to The Athletic, subscribe to the show, and off we go. We had Caitlin on last week. Usually the joke is that we bring you, Mr. Zuber, on after a like big name guest. Yes. Um, which Caitlin is a big name. She's the name of names, quite frankly. Yeah, I want uh, to be clear that she is much better than I am at this. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make that in no way is this a knock on uh, the fact that I used was following Ross Atkins and uh, like Gibby the last couple times I did this. Oh, that's right. We had John Gibbons on this show. Can you believe that? Uh, it's wild. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. We're here to talk about baseball. You know the Zoobs from his work at Yahoo Sports Canada. You know him from Sportsfeld. You know him from the internet. You know him from this show. 
where we always welcome his voice and perspective. And more than anything, we welcome his laugh. So I'm going to hopefully we can see if we can <laughs> we can uh, elicit a few of those. Elicit, solicit, just drag a few out of him. Uh, even if they're just pity laughs for me, like rambling and ranting and talking about YouTube streamers and being bad at Call of Duty. Because I'm that bad at Call of Duty. It's just a different vibe in Call of Duty. It's, it's almost fast. a little, it's it's a little too, it's a little too um, realistic. I need it. I need it to be a little bit less like violent death and more like kind of fun death, but not as not cartoon. You know, get meet me in the middle between Fortnite and um, like ripped from the headlines. People having flashbacks <laughs> while playing the game. I think I think that's good. I think you found that with Apex, and you should stick with what you got. Boy, have I ever found and stuck with that. I like so. I talk. I'm like, oh, I'm down to only watching one YouTuber at a time. I also, I have not admitted this to you or anyone yet, really, is that I uh, I frequent Reddit. And of course, have, but oh, of not course. just reading. Now I have signed up for a Reddit account for the first time in like how long? I signed up for Reddit. I comment and like upvote stuff on mm. the only on one sub. I got mm. my own little, you could put your main as a little like logo besides your name. <laughs> got that. I'll take care of it. <laughs> Stoughton, take the reins. What is uh, going on here? <laughs> I, no, I'm just, I'm stewing over the, the hostile takeover bid for my club and football manager. So, uh, <laughs> so, so we all have I don't problems. really have anywhere to go with this. <laughs> Are you still are you still running Ajax or have you moved on to a, like a smaller club? I I, I don't want to get into it, frankly. I'm not, I'm not. It's it's humiliating. This is the stuff. <laughs> it exactly is. Yeah. This is the stuff of teens. But we can start this week on Birds All Day talking about the teens because the Blue Jays signed their teen of choice, Austin Martin, the fifth overall draft pick. They signed him to a big old deal, seven million bucks for the number five pick. Over slot. What does that mean? Other than the fact that he's got a good uh, negotiator in, in Scott Boris on his side, because I don't know that he had a. But maybe, maybe this is a question, Stoughton, and I'd love to know what you think. Mm. Is this a a? Are you encouraged? Discouraged? Is it is it anything that he signed uh, such a high over slot deal? And B, did he have any leverage? Like what 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 is there to make of this uh, uh, significant signing bonus? One of the highest ever. Uh, given to uh, new Blue Jays outfielder, infielder, uh, Austin Martin. Shortstop in the press release, by the way. They're all shortstops, as we all know. <laughs> I mean, just opening day center fielder. Let's make it happen. Also, <laughs> I mean, he's he's not a teen. He's 21. Um, That's a teen. Well, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. That's a teen. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know, I mean, Boris, obviously, he could create leverage out of nothing, it seems, sometimes. Uh, so maybe there's that. Maybe there, you know, maybe I, I saw somebody suggest that it was possible that that the fact that uh, the teams ahead of the Jays, the Marlins, and whoever uh, the Royals maybe passed because this was the asking price, you know, and they were mm. they, they were being more mindful of their money. So that maybe played into the Jays' hands a little bit. I mean, that's sort of a strategy that with diminishing returns, if you're Boris, right? I mean, but I guess somebody will eventually uh, it was eventually going to take him just based on pure talent, but. Uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know what exactly to make of it, except that it's, uh, you know, there were, I think, a lot of fans. I, I think he was, there's only one other first rounder who was yet to sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, and fans definitely get a little bit antsy about this stuff. I wrote a little bit about the, the, that this week, uh, you know, having been through it before with uh, Tyler Beattie and Phil Bickford and, and James Paxton and, uh, and Brady Singer. 
it's it just it seems like it, it, it's I don't think it's coincidence though that oh Nick Frasso signed for like exactly what the Jays had left after they got Martin in uh, well over slot right like I, this all this stuff all seems pretty well lined up beforehand so mm-hmm. you know i don't because uh, i because it would be reckless to to not and i think there's you know i don't know maybe somebody who's in the room would would say i'm completely wrong and that there it's like no there's still room for negotiation but it's it's especially with the system that they have with the the, the hard slot or you know the the hard the supposedly hard slot with you know the, when you include uh the points where the penalties become like extremely severe uh it just seems like they have their their ducks in a row uh, pretty early on in the process. So I, I don't I, so I, I I don't know I don't know what that means to your question, but uh, it's, it's not surprising. It's it's a huge bonus, and it's you know number two overall kind of money, uh, which makes sense because that's kind of where he was talent wise. What do you think, Zoobs? I mean, to me, it's it's you'd have to really beg like really dig for a way for a reason to be mad about this or to for to to have it look or reflect poorly on the blue jays they wanted to get the best player they could and they've clearly had discussions ahead of time to allow them to do that yeah what's there what's there not to like yeah just a moment of of uh you know sympathy for the royals and the marlins for not having seven million dollars. I mean, you know, what can you do? It's it's tough out there for <laughs> people who own baseball teams. It's hard. It's hard. Well, they, you know, they got they got very good players as well. They just maybe wanted to use their their pool money in a different way. Yeah, there's lots of ways you can do it. You can uh, intentionally get a worse player. That's <laughs> hey man, whatever you want to do. That's shrewd. Really, uh, I see it. Very nice. Uh, well maintained. No, li- you know, listen. <laughs> <laughs> a big part of it is that the Jays were dog shit last year. Like he's a really high pick because they were really bad. Uh, you get good players and they cost a lot. Uh, I'm very happy with it. I think you know to sort of the points that that Stoughton echoed. How many times we've been down the road of of wasting your time even learning a draft pick's name because the team had no intention of signing him. You know it's it's a nice change of pace to get words like steal at at number five and top of the draft talent and to just pay him what he's worth. Like it's not crazy to just be that logical. And also, you know, when you, <laughs> yeah. when you don't have to pick after the fifth round, it also is like, yeah, splash it around a little bit. I'm not picking in rounds five, six, seven, eight, nine, go on and on that, you know, when you're only picking five guys, you should be able to pay all of them. I don't think that's uh, too crazy. They all seem uh, very excited about it. I w- I'm not going to lie and make myself out to be a Vanderbilt University expert, but I do know that Ross Atkins certainly is a Vanderbilt University expert. That dude loves talking about that program. He loves talking about the way that uh, college coaches in general turn high school kids into major league prospects. That was something that uh, last year at the winter meetings, he, that's all he wanted to talk about was how interested they are in sort of that side of player development. And even before they get to the major leagues, what are college coaches doing to turn these guys from high school player to major league prospect? And Vanderbilt is is a lot of the time the example he used from that. So I wasn't super surprised for them 
to be going with a Vanderbilt guy. And, and by all accounts, they seemed super surprised to have him fall to them. So it, it looked like it worked out exactly the way they wanted to and probably even a little bit better than they wanted to. And and to echo Stoughton's point, that's probably end up why you end up uh, maybe taking Nick Frasso later on. And, and maybe he isn't who you wanted in the fourth round or he's somebody you had a little lower, but you do it to get the top guy first. I, I think that there's... I think there's something to that, the idea of like college pitchers and, and turning them into pro prospects because the priority is getting outs and winning games for the benefit of the program. Sometimes that works to the detriment of the player where maybe the coaches and, and the, the team will ride them harder. But I mean, I was on a, on a unrelated note, I actually did baseball sorted shaped things myself. I played catch today. With oh, the boy. former guest of the show, with Jonah Bierenbaum, we went out, and I, I, I swear to God, it was like I forgot how to throw for the first ten minutes. I hadn't thrown since September, and it was like I could, I was all over the place. But then I, we were getting it going, or humming it back and forth. It was great. It was like it's, there's no sound like it. But we got talking about Chris Archer as an example of like guy whose peripherals look pretty good, his stuff looks pretty good. But it's like, how come he never really quite was able to kind of put it all together? And you know, he never really seemed like he had a good, a great year. There were like good years and decent years, and maybe you squint and you can say like, eh. But like Chris Archer is an example of a guy who came right out of high school, right? So I there's there's injury risk. There's there's all kinds of different risks associated with, with high school pitchers, but also like they don't know how, they don't have to learn how to get anybody out. They're facing fucking us. They can just throw <laughs> it past us and like start a curveball behind somebody's head and then have them dive out of the way in like absolute mortal terror. Um, where in college, it's, you know, there's, there's a different kind of emphasis. It's, I think about, you know, golf too is, is another example where you, you gotta learn, you gotta learn how to be able to play when you're not at your best. And if you're the Friday night starter, maybe you're, you are tired. Maybe you had a long week. You had a long bus ride, whatever it is. You got to be able to like kind of muster up the, the, the juice to pitch and perform. And, and I kind of, I kind of like that idea. Maybe this is not related to Austin Martin, who's not a pitcher at all, but it's just like there's that different emphasis. So maybe not overvaluing that, but always including it in the mix and kind of have that, have that as something that maybe you like and. I don't know. You could do worse. Also, also, all of those guys that I mentioned and that the Jays didn't sign were high school pitchers because those guys have leverage too, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, that's that true. Entirely why that happened and why it was you know not nearly as necessary to get worried about Martin is because you know a high school pitcher or high, any high schooler could be like like Bo Bichette could be like, nope, you want to draft me? Guess what? If you do, I'm going to school. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to wait until the team that I want to take me and that is going to pay me you know, what I want uh, until they take me. Or, and also if you're a player like Bo Bichette, you can say, and you're not going to mess with my swing. I'm not having that. Yeah. And you can say, wow. And I think, I, I think that, I think that he said, I was looking at this just this week about like, you know, what he said specifically at the time when he was drafted. And I think it, like he took less than he could have got mm. by going with the Jays because of the premium that he put on, like, don't fuck with my swing. And, uh, which is interesting, and already being one, rich. One, one, <laughs> that can't hurt, yeah. Well, I, and also, just I mean, perhaps you know, his brother's development did not go nearly so well, and I wonder if there were lessons there. For as sure, well. for sure. You gotta want it. You gotta want it. Remember that. Remember want. Remember want was like the thing that everybody thought we all talked about all the time. Like a bunch of fucking idiots. Twtw. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> the will to win. So I guess the next question, the 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 uh, $7 million question, as it were, related to Austin and Martin is, will he now occupy one of those empty spaces on the 60-person um, player pool that I believe, uh, via Caitlin's math lab, when last we spoke, there was a spot or two available. So maybe they'll include him on that list? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Simeon Woods Richardson's 19, and like, there's zero chance he's going to be in the big leagues. But this is like, how else are you going to get anyone developed? Like, I think, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, you know, there's there's not going to be a minor league season, right? I mean, I think this guy is going to be way too important. He's obviously, they're not going to bring him up to the big leagues, but I think he's going to be among among the players. And I think Charlie Montoyo today on Wednesday was talking about, uh, the I think they have 40 guys. In Toronto and 12 are still back in Dunedin because of uh, uh, intake test related things. So that Mm. would uh, that would suggest that there are a couple spots still available. That's where I'm getting my math for it. But, yeah, I I think that I think that there's no question. I mean, if Jordan Groshans is there and Simeon Wood Richardson is there, these are guys that, you know, by virtue of being a college guy, uh, Austin Martin was going to, you know, be well advanced of, you know, in terms of his placement in the system. I think people, maybe it was Keith Law was saying that he thought he, they, the Jays could be, you know, in a normal year could have been aggressive and started him at Double A. Like uh, he's uh, he's close. That's exciting. I mean, it's not going to do anything to kind of um, deter the upstairs downstairs vibe of you are a top prospect and you are not. And if you're not, that means you're on (laughs) your own and like maybe go play indie ball or something this year, or maybe you're giving it all up and going to law school, whatever it might be. But, but yeah, it's good to, I mean, just let them, let them play, let, let him and whoever else uh, get out there and, and and work out. And then we can all get all stupid and read between the lines and be like, he's coming, he's coming. This is it. He's playing this year. (laughs) Uh, that's well, the thing, I think I think the more likely thing is that like you know they just lose too many guys to the COVID list and then and then that might force them to play him. But uh, that's probably the only scenario where they uh, end up having to use him. Which uh, let's let's hope it doesn't happen. You've been in the house. You've been doing those basement workouts. You pulled up that hit workout up on YouTube. You're ready to unveil your post quarantine body you got to get it ig ready you want to make sure that it's ready for the wild ready for that public consumption when the day comes that's where manscaped comes in manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming game the perfect package 3.0 kit comes with the essential lawnmower 3.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine be sure to use the crop cleanser to keep your hair and skin healthy it's an all-in-one formula so it's good for healthy chest hair as it is for your skin subscribe to the perfect package and get a new blade refill for your lawn mower trimmer delivered to your door every three months and for a limited time Subscribers get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value add, and the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. You can get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code THEATHLETIC, all one word, at manscaped.com. So do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. As I mentioned, 
get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code THEATHLETIC at manscaped.com. And for a limited time, subscribers get not one but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, $39 value, and the patented high-performance anti-shaving Manscaped boxer briefs. So go to manscaped.com today and use the code THEATHLETIC. So before we get to the COVID list, I sigh deeply. <laughs> they had the schedule release, which is uh, kind of hilarious. One minor, one minor detail missing. That's all. <laughs> what? When? What deal? What detail was that? Location of the home stadium. <laughs> well, a little bit. Yeah, I guess that's minor. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a big. Well, so. Uh, if, as I'm sure the folks listening to this are known, there the the Canadian government sort of uh, allowed opened the door so that the players can at least come in and work out, don't have to be um, don't have to quarantine for 14 days. Is that my understanding? But we still don't know about the ins and outs, uh, do we? I think they. I mean, I think they have to quarantine within the facility. They just, sure. They're just like treating it as like, oh, this is our home. It's a uh, I don't know. I, I I'd make a fool of myself if I tried to guess the square footage of the of the Rogers Center, but uh, it's big, <laughs> including the hotel, right? So, but I, I think they're they're doing that. But yeah, it's uh, it's weird. They had the roof it's open weird. today. Oh, it's just like a little baseball heaven, little slice of baseball heaven there by the lake, uh, on the carpet, <laughs> on the carpet, <laughs> roasting. I don't know if they like. So I mean, you know. Do they have, do they have like just full run of the place? Are they racing their like motors, scootery things, or flying drones around and and doing all kinds of wild teen shit? Or are they, I, can, I can only imagine how tightly it's locked down. I think they're probably goofing off a little bit, playing Apex, probably watching no, the they're, streamers. They're, they're definitely playing Call of Duty. They're not playing <laughs> Apex. Although, although I will, I don't know if I've said this or not. Uh, the reason I started playing Apex. Was Lindsay Adler, who covers the Yankees for the Athletic, at last year in spring training, 2019, 2019, she asked something of uh, Tommy Canley, Canley, the relief, the the Yankees reliever, and was like, "Oh, you still playing Fortnite?" And he was like, "No, no, everybody's playing Apex Legends now." And I literally read that tweet and was like, "Oh, maybe I'll check that game out," <laughs> which has subsequently ruined my life. Uh, but. Uh, but yeah, he's the only one. All the rest are all playing Call of Duty for sure. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. The schedule release thing pissed me off. I don't know why. It just seems so corny. Like this stupid schedule release they do at the NFL. It's stupid. It's like the worst non-content thing I've ever seen. But uh, I don't know. But, but then a bunch of us watched it, I guess. Which is did you? It, 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 I did. I mean, I had to write about it, and mm. I. I, I Guess what? Uh, spoilers! I I have more to write about the schedule coming up this week. So, uh, but you know what? I will take it over the remembering of guys, which I you know. Uh, while I still enjoy, uh, my brain is just turned to complete mush when it's when I, when that subject comes up. So, uh, so yeah, writing about real things and real teams and like current players. Which, I'm okay with it. I'm not complaining about that, but that no, didn't no. mean that I watched the fucking show, which just skipped right over the Blue Jays. I could I I, I could critique the MLB Network's uh, approach to this uh, to the show all we want. Uh, I don't think it will, anyone will find it very interesting, but yeah, it was it was a real trash show and a, 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 just a, as you say, just a mindless 
bit of like just wringing whatever amount of eyeballs they can get out of just this like stupid piece of like content. Uh, this, uh, uh, here's a here's a it, just a terrible way to release a schedule. Also, basically, here's a bit of an aside. Number one, are there any interesting takeaways from the schedule? Uh, yeah, I don't want you to give away the farm here again. Uh, well, yeah, no, you're gonna have to read that on Friday. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but I don't know. <laughs> well, like well, midweek in Miami, get excited about going to Florida in August, <laughs> like you weren't already in the middle in the middle of you know everything that's going on. Yeah, the Jays have a couple trips to Florida. They're gonna start there. They're probably you know. Until they sort, maybe they're going to play there. We still don't know that. Mm. And I, you know, it was weird. We had that little. Uh, we 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 got Nightingale there a bit uh, during the middle of the week when Bob Nightingale was like, "Oh, a bunch of Jays players are saying that they only got tested once, and the the protocol was supposed to be that they get tested twice before they come north." And that was like immediately shot down, and uh, and just on its face seemed absurd that the Jays would like less than twenty four hours. <laughs> have have like violated this this protocol while still waiting for the uh you know the cover the government to like let them know if they're going to be able to use the stadium like for games like there's it just it seemed absurd but and so we had that little distraction uh but yeah it, it, you know uh they're, they're still gonna be uh gonna, I, I don't know the I, I I don't want to give away the story about the schedule. That's fine, because, man. Man, it's just it's wild stuff. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. gonna be fucking. It's gonna be a fucking bomb going. Sounds explosive. Holy smokes! <laughs> yeah, it's like a, you gotta set the premiere. Like this is no this kidding. is the trailer for the trailer. Like yo, we about to drop the trailer for this movie. You're gonna see in six. <laughs> give me the give me the red band. I need to see this. <laughs> That's what we have to do now. You know, MLB Network has taught us. You know, you gotta gotta sell that schedule content. Here's an idea. Here's a question that I'll, I'll go to you uh, first, Zub. So everyone knows uh, Andrew Zuber as a like a as a uh, a very funny and and like uh, irreverent sort of man. Mm-hmm. But you've taken. I feel like you've taken a different to- a different tack in the last few months on your social channels. And uh, so here's a question for you, radicalized Zubs. <laughs> which is nobody in the nobody in the building a di- more of a made for tv event do they bother with the national anthem before these games Ooh, i didn't see what the mls did tonight mls apparently i don't know if they did or not i think they probably still will um geez that would be wouldn't that be a nice Interesting thing to come out of this. Um, interesting, interesting. I, I, you know, Stoughton is the first person I can remember that I read and uh, like followed on Jay's coverage that ever actually proposed like there doesn't need to be a national anthem. And I was like, oh, I never really considered it uh, until that point. I, I think it's, I think it's possible. I think they probably still will do it because. Uh, this is America's game after all. This is this is it, it couldn't be more American than 2020 baseball, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Cam. Shout out to Cam, our our, our producer, who is uh, definitely American. Yeah. And he has to hear us like our our arrogant Canadian like ir- uh, foolishness. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. Move on. Well, I've seen Americans say that as well. It's just you know it's been very much like it's it's been a sort of a labor versus. Uh, versus ownership battle in public and mm-hmm. minor leaguers getting overlooked and and the draft getting cut and this need to just push forward 
in spite of any statistic that tells you it's a bad idea. Um, so with all those things in mind, I think you're still going to see a national anthem for sure. I, I think uh, I think it seems likely. Maybe not. Maybe not, though. I, I didn't see what the MLS did, but, uh, you know, here's here's maybe we get that taken out of the game. That wouldn't be so bad to me. It's a shame because it should be out for a zillion different reasons. And the fact that this, you know, the moment that we're in where there are so many, you know, important conversations that are being had there, you've got fucking Joey Votto wearing a black lives matter t-shirt while he's doing BP getting, you know, obviously drawing a lot of attention, which is great. I just hope that the worst thing for me that I can imagine is that like this, that the black lives matter and, and this moment becomes a t-shirt becomes a slogan that we throw around and i saw a lot of that uh some conversation about that how it uh the brianna taylor thing became a meme first and instead of a movement to for justice and to address a grave injustice um of of brutality and i hope that black lives matter doesn't become a t-shirt for some people that it's something that is work to be done by all of us and by um by those of us who are trying to be allies and trying to be to to engage in important conversations amongst ourselves and do that work. So hopefully, no, no, the sun hasn't set on this moment, and there is still, you know, there are still protests happening every single day in in places across the United States. Just because they're not throwing firebombs and Molotov cocktails and shooting gas doesn't mean those protests aren't happening because there are, they are. So it's really important that we continue that 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 conversation, and hopefully the the the. The players in baseball, for example, will use whatever leverage they have and use their platform to push for change. And if that means, hey, the players don't want to do the anthem anymore, that would be awesome, which is, of course, an incredibly unlikely thing that I've just said, because knowing <laughs> the, uh, the makeup of the, of the baseball uh, uh, you know, uh, playing populace. Seems really unlikely. The, the anthem, all of the uh, the attention that came with it, all of the Colin Kaepernick stuff, despite you know his success and the 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 size of the detractors is not in line with the volume of the detractors. It seems really unlikely, unfortunately, that this uh, this tradition would not go by the wayside when it is too you know privately run organizations owned by telecom companies playing baseball just to get the TV rights satisfied that there needs to be an anthem played before. If ever, you know, there's been already a lot of talk about what the NBA is going to do, what kind of names and slogans and things they're going to allow on jerseys. To me, if, if there was ever a league that was going to make that step and be like, let's not do this anymore, maybe it's that one. But uh, I can't, I, I, I asked the question and I would be, I'm optimistic maybe that one day that'll will come to our senses and stop with this silly ritual. I just don't see the 2020 as the year. Yeah, I think, and you sort of touched on it briefly with your talk about telecommunications and it, it being all about money. Like, I, I think of the same thing of with the Washington football team and with Cleveland's baseball team of like, we all knew those names should have been changed a long time ago. But the mm-hmm. money, somebody with money has to say, hey, change the name. And then it happens in a week, right? If mm-hmm. if, a com- if a giant company with money is like, hey, don't do the anthem, they'd mm-hmm. stop doing the anthem. It's, it's, it, I wish it was a different way, but I think we all know that that's the way it is. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, that that external pressure has got to be there. There has to be until there's more punishment for continuing the practice versus the punishment, you know, kind of the market punishment for for moving away from that. It's just not it's not going to happen, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, they're they're just weighing who's going to be the loudest. 
<laughs> like if people are gonna, you know, and the the anthem thing in particular. I mean, like mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, they're just afraid of 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 what the backlash will be, which I think has has caused the inertia on a lot of fronts in those uh, the team name stuff as well. I mean, we know. I mean, we know that the that there are, that there are certainly people. I think Mark Shapiro was talked about. You mm-hmm. know, bravely said that that yeah, that was the thing he you know <laughs> likes least about. <laughs> This time in Cleveland, they didn't they didn't change the name. It's like, well, yeah, you, you might have had you might have had a me a chance to do something meaningful about that, but but be that as it may, uh, yeah, I don't know, but but seriously, like the anthems, like give it a fucking rest already. Uh, we, we don't need this. Uh, one, uh, no, and, nothing, and, it's, and it's nothing on Patreon. It's just like we we don't we don't. What are we doing? If it's Why a world baseball this? classic and Canada is playing against the United States, or Canada is playing against and losing to Italy and Venezuela, whatever, oh, play God. the fucking anthem. You're representing the country. That's the whole vibe there. Not the yeah. vibe here. Um, uh, Zeus, a question for you. Uh, maybe you know because my sense is the answer to the answer to this question is no. They don't. They never. They haven't broadcast the performance of the anthem in years. It might like it's not a regular thing. Maybe Canada Day. Yeah, maybe it. maybe Canada Day or um, geez, at, at baseball, I don't think so. I'm, I'll tell you this: when I was at the helm of uh, Big Red's uh, Twitter account, if you didn't show the the anthems at the hockey game, <laughs> I got tweets about it. Oh yeah, like you got to no show doubt. it at the at hockey night in Canada. We better be seeing uh, the friggin' Maple Leafs national anthem with the drummers and the the Celtic. Uh, bagpipers oh yeah oh if, if it wasn't on saturday night and we didn't get the anthem we heard about it uh so that's that it's it is a thing it, it, it i don't think the and blue you know, jays like get the same pushback but hockey night in canada you'd be guaranteed you were seeing the anthem and you know what that's valuable advertising time that the the networks themselves if were it not for the backlash would much rather just sell off that that part of the broadcast i am sure but, <laughs> yeah. uh, well considering the frenzied pace of like so they do the jays pregame show which typically would start at 6 30 and then from 7 to 707 you've got to cram in how as many commercials as you can and also sort of pregame analysis lineup that sort of stuff and then bang off you go uh it, it, i think it will be telling because in some ways, maybe it will. They 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 could potentially seek out an opportunity to show the anthem, but also not necessarily something that is always taken as seriously. Um, not to say that it, we've had uh, Alexis Bernicki on this show before, and she's performed the anthem because she has a beautiful singing voice. But she was someone who like worked in the in the master control, and they were like, "Shit, we need somebody to sing." Alexis, you can do it. Come on down. <laughs> like not not to again not not to take away from the fact that she got to do that and did it admirably, but like that does not show a great level of like seriousness. Not seriousness. You know what I mean? Like it was something of an afterthought. Luckily, they had someone who could do a great job of it, and they brought her down to do it. But like not maybe as big a deal. Maybe we're making too big a deal out of it by talking about it at this time during our social justice hour. It could, it could be, it could be, but it's also, but like I say, it's also, I mean, just give it, give it a fucking rest. It doesn't have to be political. It's just, nobody wants to hear a dumb, bad song. I mean, if the American Anthem was like Charlie on it's always sunny doing like rock flag and Eagle, then, you know, that that's like 10 seconds and fucking awesome. Like, I'd, I'd, I'd listen to that every time. Fine. But thus the whole the whole uh, uh, pageantry of it is like, you know, what, like, what, what, what are you even doing? The dumb bad song know. thing is interesting. Ian from Productive Outs on, uh, on Instagram recently, he, he suggested that um, 
that they changed the American National Anthem to any of the songs on Songs of the Nakia Life, which uh, you probably wouldn't get a lot of a lot of resistance to that because uh, I mean Stevie Wonder, I, I, the great American. I could, uh, he could see for one, and also yeah, that album <laughs> sucks. <laughs> I'm glad you Stevie said Wonder's it. A, Stevie Wonder's a genius, no doubt. Incredible musical genius. That that album, I'm a bit soft. But uh, you're saying songs in the key of life is soft. Yeah, I mean it, that's, the the that, that's, that's the end of the golden. That's the end of the peak era. Tune, that's like the tie, the double album that tied the whole thing together. Come on. I kind of like his early stuff. You know, as a as a as a as a certified hipster, I have to uh, I have to disagree. He really more interesting early on. Uh, he revolutionized. Yeah, the, the like, weird, the weird. I mean, the seventies. Anyway, the seventies. Give, give me a break. Seventies. Yeah. Uh, as Vince Staples once said, <laughs> the national anthem doesn't even slap. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. He also Vince Staples is also an adherent to the to the uh, the the belief that Stoughton put forward, which is that Stevie Wonder ain't blind. I believe you will find Vince Staples supporting <laughs> that, uh, that, that, that hot fire, hot, <laughs> that, that joke position that I will continue to take as a joke. Um, but yeah, but I mean, so, I'm a lot, a lot of great Stevie Wonder songs. I just don't like that album, but, but it's, it's, it's not like it was in the, the, the Pepsi, like taste of a new generation era, Stevie Wonder. It was still like, Anyway, we don't need to talk with Stevie Wonder anymore. <laughs> we could; it would be cool. We, or we could talk about uh, Ian on Productive Buzz, who, who does like bass playalongs with all those songs, and it's, it's awesome to uh, to watch. Are you looking for the best way to ring in and or celebrate the return of baseball? Are you looking for the perfect gift, something to display, something for the baseball fan in your life? You can't do any better than a company that was started literally in a college baseball dugout, which gave it its name, the Dugout Mug. It is the barrel of a baseball bat turned into a 12-ounce mug. It's licensed by Major League Baseball, so you can get your favorite team laser engraved onto a birch wood baseball bat barrel mug. The coolest. The coolest baseball gift for the baseball fan who is eagerly awaiting the start of the 2020 season. You want to hook them up? Go to dugoutmugs.com slash the athletic and use promo code MLB30 for 30% off your first purchase. That's dugoutmugs.com slash the athletic and code MLB30. Fill that baseball void with your very own dugout mug today. I guess what's the other thing? The other thing is the COVID thing. This mm. still not going going anywhere. Not down there. It's not. Uh, there is a lot of just controversy about teams canceling workouts. The testing regime being being uh, uh, not quite up to snuff. I believe it was the Giants. Was it the Giants? The testers just didn't show up. Mike Rizzo, GM of, and president of the Nationals, got called out for insubordination by Rob Manfred, who just by someone who isn't his boss by an yeah. absolute PR genius, Rob Manfred. Um, oh Christ! What a shit show! Are we sure there's going to be a season? Oof. Not still not. I, I mean, I need to see it. I really need to see it before I believe it. Because um, like, it, what did it take? Like 48 hours be- between like the <laughs> "Hey, we're back" graphics that the <laughs> poor graphic designers on these teams made three months ago when they were bored, 
And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, uh, we aren't the only people on the planet who have under 24-hour testing, it turns out. I thought strange how that works. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It just seems really dicey. They're, they're all the same contingencies, all the things that... All the things that we've been talking about, all of like the wonders and the worries, like what happens, what about if this happens? It's all happening in front of our faces, mm-hmm. such that it's like time to worry and time to think about legitimately, like what happens if a team has to pull out of the year? And people are like, well, it's working fine in the KBO and working fine in Germany. It's like they didn't have uh, you know sixty thousand new cases yesterday in those <laughs> in those yeah. countries. Uh, which it's just, uh, I don't know, it's just so dicey. Yeah. And, and the, so the, the, the players have started to opt out. Um, some, some of the players, obviously, we talked about Ian Desmond, I believe, last week. Um, we've seen a few, a few uh, more players. We've seen, uh, players in the NBA. Spencer Dinwiddie tested positive. So he's out. He's not playing. Um, it's, uh, you know, even Mike Trout, right? That, that's the one, right? If, if Trout says he's not playing, then like, what the fuck is going on? Well, Freddie, that, like Freddie Freeman's 30 years old, prime of his life, like all-star, great shape, and he's struggling deeply with this thing. Like it's not – you know what I mean? Like it's it's legit. It's This is a legit issue. Uh, and and Freeman for me was, the, was when it went from like, okay, these guys – some of these guys are going to get it and the league is going to say, well, they're all healthy, everybody's fine to like – Freddie Freeman, there's no reason to, nothing different from Freddie Freeman to, like you said, Mike Trout or any player on any of these teams in terms of uh, Mm -hmm. immunity or or how sick it can make them. It's just just the way it is. And uh, it's terrifying to to see that, to see a guy that should be in the prime of his life and never be healthier, uh, really, really, really struggling with this. Which is exactly what his his uh, 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 Freddie Freeman's partner she said on Instagram, which is like he's never sick. He's done all the precautions. We, you know, we all, uh, we saw videos of like Freddie Freeman hitting in his backyard with his kids. You know, demonstrating at least you know, quarantining and, and and doing everything that that can be done. But at the same time, like if you get it, you get it, and you can, you don't you don't know what it's going to be. To me, the Freddie Freeman. Um, uh, uh, Testing positive, catch having COVID nineteen, huge. The some players musing about it. Uh, you know, big players, players who are rich. The one that was really like, whoa, this is that's where it sort of made me like, what are we doing? Was the Brock Holt, mm-hmm. so Brock Holt, who apparently <laughs> signed with Milwaukee at some point between now and whenever he last played for the Red Sox, which could have been a hundred years ago. Um, <laughs> he said he didn't, he wouldn't be playing except. He doesn't have a contract next year. He's worried about his livelihood long term. He can't just just pull out and then hope to wander back in. He has things he needs to prove. He has to establish, reestablish himself as someone of worthy of a spot, worthy of a job in the big leagues. And there are probably there are a lot more Brock Holtz out there in the league than there are Mike Trouts, who's like, yeah, if I don't play this year, then I still make thirty five million dollars next year. I made thirty four million dollars last year. I'll be fine. Brock Holt, rich and well-paid as he might be, is in a very different situation. And that's the one that really made me just wonder, like, oh, man, are we doing? Is, are they doing the right thing? Yeah, I, I, I forget who tweeted it, but I saw somebody you know, talking about uh, just who, like, the career earnings of the guys who've opted out or, like, the, the contracts of the guys who've opted like, the, like, they're the ones who are secure and... And it, it it's great that we're that we're sort of at a point in the conversation about 
you know, the labor situation, I guess that, that we can recognize that. Yeah. Like Brock Holtz made a lot of money and, but that, and these guys get high salaries, but they're not, it doesn't give them a lifetime of security until you hit a real, real level. Uh, which means that the vast majority of the league, like even when we say, oh, it's millionaires versus billionaires in the labor discussion, you know, that, that trope, it's like, it's like, no, most of these guys aren't millionaires either. And, and they're, they're, they have like one exploitable skill. Uh, and yeah, they have to, they, they have to think about that. And that's why we're not seeing those guys opt out. And we're also why we're not seeing, you know, the, the people who are, turning the lights on at the stadium and whatever, you know, they can't opt out either. And it's the, the fucked up thing is that it's just, I think they've already demonstrated how reckless they're willing to be. Right. Like, I mean, you, you ask like, well, what is like, what if a whole team has to just, has to just opt out of the season and have to say goodbye. And it, the, they, they've had an outbreak and it's, uh, you know, I think they're just going to keep going. I think that's, it's just, I don't see where they have demonstrated, a, 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 you know, the the common sense to do anything but do that, but just like put people in into harm's way potentially, um, and it sucks. It's so it's so weird. It's like you said right off the top. You know, just so, so guilty about being excited that it's back, and it, I I am, and it's you know it, it it's it, it's been a shitty bunch of months for everybody. Uh, and it's nice to have a thing that I love back, but it's, you know, you do have to, I guess you have to, I guess you have to make compromises and make those sort of things, you know, those decisions. Anyway, there's lots of horrible things about the game that we kind of just let ourselves overlook because we like it. That doesn't make anything better, but it's like, you know, like how, how the, the, the international amateurs in the, in, in Latin America, for example, were like, well, that's really fucking terrible. How, like how a lot of that operates, but we get over it. Uh, we ignore it. it. I think it's I what you're know. trying to say. We get yeah, over it by exactly. like turning we, a blind we, eye to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And, and, and we turn a blind eye to a lot of things and it's shitty and it's, and we, we shouldn't, but we also are, you know, trying to not live our lives being outraged about everything around us constantly, which we probably have every right to. Uh, and this is just another one of those goddamn things. I don't, I don't know. That's maybe defeatist. Maybe I, uh, I, I don't feel good about it, but like, I'm just resigned to the fact that they're just going to fucking do it. Like they're going to play. And no, none of these, none of these giant fucking warning signs, that they're passing at 60 miles an hour as they're driving towards a cliff are making any difference to, you know, the direction that they're pointing the car. The the crazy thing for me, so at the very beginning, I remember seeing someone, uh, might have been on television or might have been on, probably not on television when the fire watched TV. Uh, <laughs> but like, when I'm, not, I'm always playing Apex Legends. I got to look at the TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the, it was the line about in the early, early, early days of these, you're going to get things wrong, but you got to move fast. And if it's a bit of an overreaction, if you, if you, you know, you have to accept that there are going to be things that you get wrong. There's going to be things that you maybe you did that you wouldn't have done with the benefit of hindsight, but that's okay. Because again, the, the, the biggest thing is, excuse me, trying to save as many lives as you can try to protect and shield as many people from, from getting and contracting the disease and when it's in an epidemic that has then of course grown to a global pandemic it's better to be wrong and fast than to have been moved too slow and and then 
be overwhelmed. The fact that we're at this stage now and it's six months in or so, maybe not six, four months in, and it seems like, you know, the conversations that we, we would be having would have felt more like if this was April, if it was like, no, we're banging ahead with opening day on opening day. It's like we're, we, I would be almost more comfortable having these sort of like, who knows, shrug conversations, but there's so much time has passed, so much more knowledge, so much more insight has been gained into, into how these things transmit, how, what, what the fatality rate is like, what the, what the, what the, uh, what's the RT or the R not, sorry, uh, what, how this works. The, T, the, the, the TTK. The T, what's the TTK, <laughs> you know? TTK is shockingly low. <laughs> <laughs> But like we know more now than we would have if they were just like barreling ahead. If if all the if Rudy Gobert didn't get it, we would they we would be having this conversation in on April first or March thirtieth. But we but he did get it and Tom Hanks got it and so they delayed everything. And now even though we have more information and we are we know that this is probably not a good idea. Instead of thinking it was probably not a good idea, we're still here still barreling ahead and the freddie freeman again example that the zoo brought up is a perfect one because you know saw joe madden saying talking about that we gotta you know you just trust the protocols i think it was taken people were trying to drive a wedge between like say joe madden and mike trout because trout was really hesitant and he madden i think there i think madden said more than was originally tweeted yeah, and people but he was going jumped on madden yeah I, I i and i don't mean to say that joe madden threw mike trout in front of the bus or that he called him anything but he was he's leaning heavily on the protocols and like this the the systems that are in place but like which is fine but when the whole concept of bunching these people up together and having so many people in so many places and sweating and perspiring and breathing and 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 like it just the protocols can only do so much at some point, you need to have a bit of, there needs to be, hopefully, there would be a greater respect for this worldwide pandemic and and and, and, <laughs> and and the novel coronavirus and what it's capable of and what it's done already, such that, while we know these things, and I think that we can, should be able to recognize that we're kind of on the wrong side of the line here, but... Well, there was four months to have respect for, you know, I, like, I forget who said it on the, on the Twitter, but like, the... He mentioned the KBO and people being like, "Oh, the KBO could it, like they're playing soccer in in Europe and uh, a bunch of leagues are opening." It's like, yeah, that's been that's the reward for like taking it seriously and doing the things that you need to do to flatten the curve and to get it so that it's it's as well contained as it sort of can be. Uh, <laughs> and, the, and the United States are just kind of being like, "Well, we're going to do that too," even though we didn't do any of those things, and it's just raging out of control. And, uh, and and I don't know what I, I, I don't know when they're going to find Jesus, but it, it, I think the time maybe is past. It's, I, I, I guess I'm pessimistic. I feel like based on the last four, the months. come to Jesus moment is when the when they shove the intubation tube into your throat and start to crank open uh, your lungs. That's the come to Jesus moment. Uh, uh, there's people on in all countries on both sides of the border who love to have been really banging on about rights, but I feel like you can't have rights without responsibilities. Like the rights and responsibilities thing, those things go hand in hand. And we haven't maybe as a, as a North American society, Canada 
is not in in this conversation or any others is not held up its end of the responsibilities bargain such that we should maybe not be so quick to be like my rights because it's we still gotta reckon with the responsibilities side of that in my view speaking of responsibilities i think we have responsibility to uh to get out of here we've uh we've we've bounced along at a fine clip we managed to keep Stoughton from spilling his next column out for the benefit of content, this content, not that content. So you've got – It certainly has nothing to do with the fact that it's not written. <laughs> well, but you've got the ideas. If you, because I know I, – I mean I, don't, I can't speak to exactly how your brain works, but I know that if I – if we shared it here, it would be really hard for me to go back and write it because I'd be like, well, that's already like the cat is out of the bag. You know the dark. Oh no! I just assume nobody is listening to this. So. Well, we should not act upon that assumption. Not when we have a, <laughs> the big cooldown guest himself, who's here to like bring the ruckus. I don't know. Uh, Zoobs, what is the status of Sportsfeld these days? Uh, we we record every Wednesday. Um, we do uh, look back shows, which which was a great idea before. That was the only thing anybody could do uh, in sports. <laughs> Those come out on Fridays on Patreon. <laughs> and I'm starting a baseball show that is going to come out every Monday for Patreon subscribers. Yeah. But I'm not doing it until the, until the season starts. I'm not just, I'm not just going to kill time for months. Who would have a podcast that does that? That's just stupid. <laughs> um, I, uh, well, so make sure you check out the – is it patreon.com slash sportsfeld? That yeah. sounds like about right. Yes, it is. And be, I just want to do one thing because I'm not going to be on here again before the season starts, if the season starts. You've probably already done this, but the 60 games thing, all they have to do is be as good as the 2014 Blue Jays. How hard is that? How hard is that? Well, do they have a five-win center fielder and Colby Rasmus just lying around? 2014 Blue Jays. Uh, up fo- Austin Martin, up baby. Up four and a half games after 60 <laughs> games. Up four and a half games in the division. Juan Francisco Market had a right nine. Now. That, that's, going, that's going in the piece. That's going in the schedule. Piece. Juan Francisco, 933 <laughs> OPS through 60 games. And then he retired. <laughs> <laughs> 60 games is a farce. And my other thing is, um, I'm, I'm obviously you guys are too, but I'm huge on Nate Pearson this year. No hitter is going to see him more than two games. He might win rookie of the year and Cy Young. It's not, it's not crazy. It's 11 starts. Well, unless they, uh, unless they back don't play. Him out of one. Well, no, that, that 12, if he's ready opening oh, day, yeah. it's 12 yeah, starts. That's true. Some guys that's need, true. some guys need 10 games of no competition to get ready for a season. Ten days spinning your wheels, wondering where and when you're going to uh, get your next meal, when and where you're going to uh, pitch next. But it's important to make sure that he's he's really truly ready but anyway, before he comes out. That's I also want to say, a pleasure. Well, I mean, a bit, there's so much there's so much pressure on opening day. You know, the big crowds. It's just the, the spectacle of it. You know, you you don't want to throw a kid into the fire like that. Can I say that the fact that the Blue Jays have both the Rays and the Marlins in their schedule? makes it so easy to make such a, like, the worst, hackiest joke about attendance and about how, but I, I really want to make wait, that what is, joke. Wait, wait, what is that, what is that I'm joke? I'm not going to make sorry, it. I won't. I won't. It's too easy. What is it? It's oh, too easy. I don't. But. Uh, why would the Marlin, what would that be? I saw in someone, someone uh, wrote a it. recent piece uh, that, that quote tweeted Daniel Kim, who we had on this show, talking about how. If the Blue Jays and the Rays do in fact play on opening day, it could be Hyunjin Ryu facing off against G-Man Choi, Choi G-Man, which is would be huge in Korea, which is awesome. 
uh, G-Man Choi, uh, real easy to like. I got, I got a lot of, I got a lot of heart, I got a lot of space in my mind for, uh, for, for, for the thick boys who are out there smacking dingers and playing first base, as long as they pay their rent. Uh, uh, that really makes it a lot easier to, uh, <laughs> to root for them. Uh, All right. Uh, Drew, Drew going, going public with his support for Toronto landlords. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That, you know, if ever there was a, if ever there was a sympathetic figure, it's landlords in Toronto. <laughs> The woman who's like in charge of the entire board of landlords. Like, if we could have like a see, I, I think that I think that I looked into it. I I think that just that board exists in her mind a little bit. I'm not sure what I'm not sure what's going on with that. But. Well, you got to charge extra. I saw something. So, no, never mind. But having coin operated <laughs> yeah, laundry right it. inside of your apartment, like it's in your building, but you put a coin a coin operated laundry on it. That to me is. Um, it's it's truly like coin operated laundry. I feel I've I feel I've lived in that situation. Too, in your yeah. in your actual unit or yeah. in your building? No, no, it was in the it was in, in the, the building. Uh, I guess I had that in my college uh, apartment, like my college house. We had coin operated laundry in the apartment in the in the house. Yeah, that's criminal. Yeah, I was. It was bad <laughs> enough when I. I mean, these college kids love doing their laundry. Yeah. They're gonna use it. They're use they're it gonna three be times. The, the <laughs> Uh, I, I thought it was. I had my lawn, my washer dryer was in my kitchen. I live and I lived on Dovercourt. My washer dryer was in the kitchen, which I which was which was bad enough. It was free. I mean, we paid for the building, but anyway, follow the Zoobs on Twitter at was it the underscore Zoobs? Yeah, wear a mask for God's sakes. Wear a mask. Uh, I wore a mask. I got a haircut today. I had a mask on. Barber. Wow. She had a she had a, a mask on. They were doing some great stuff down at the Night Owl Barbershop. Shout out to the Night Owl on Lakeshore. And on Dundas, uh, best shop in the city. Even the other one that I that even Town Barber shout out to Town Barber as well. But uh, in particular, shout out to Night Owl. Those are my people. And uh, yeah, wear a mask. Wear a mask. Follow Zoobs on Twitter. Listen to Sportsfeld and uh, Reed Stoughton at the Athletics. Stoughton, you got anything else? You got this piece scheduled piece coming up. What else you got cooking? Oh, got lots of things cooking. It's uh, there's actual you know as ridiculous as it sounds. They're trying to play a baseball season, so there's actual stuff to write about. It's, it's like one of those. I was watching the fight of the Concords, and it's like just squint your ears. Yeah, it's, it's, you sound like Marilyn Monroe if you squint your ears, and that's like watching ba- like baseball season coming up. Like just squint your ears and your eyes, and you'll be able to enjoy the smell. Smell baseball, like uh, Irvin Santana used to say. For Andrew Zuber, for Andrew Stoughton. My name is Drew Fairservice. Thank you very much for listening to Birds All Day. We'll talk to you next week.